What's going on, everybody? Andy Christopher here, aka The Dilf, back for our next rendition of The Dilf Show. Looking at myself, I realized that I pretty much look the same every single time. I swear on my life, I have more clothes than this. I think this is just part of the dark underbelly of being a parent. You only look good when you really have to. I work from home and I'm lucky if I shower every three days. That's that's the gist of it. So these clothes are clean. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, I swear. Um, but I just, as I was hopping on, I realized that this looks exactly the same as the last time. And I'm recording these things each week. Maybe it's just the day of the week that it lands on. And it's um, it just feels like I'm wearing the same clothes. But we are back and um, kind of kind of alluding to the episode topic for today um, in regards to how I look, um, what I want to talk to you about today is that hopefully you've got like caught on by now, but social media and the use and consumption of social media isn't real. And the parenting that is portrayed on social media is so vastly different than what it is in real life. And there are some wonderful accounts and some really, really tremendously helpful, informative accounts out there. And maybe, maybe I'll try and tease out a few and put them in the, um, in the comment section below so that you can use and reference them, especially for mothers. Um, I know I spoke about baby sleep answers and there's, there's tons that you can tap into and remember it's not all about having the same information confirmed by, you know, 10 different people, you need to align yourself with someone that you connect with. And that's where social media can be powerful. But for the most part, when you're looking at your friends' feeds and they're posting photos of the birth, they're posting photos of birthdays and these significant updates and life events, remember that that's all just the prime time moment. So Social media does a wonderful job of making you feel stressed out when you have no reason to feel stressed out at all. And when when I look at someone's page or I look at someone's account and it's like, damn, they make it look so easy. They're, they're so effortless. How do they do it? You know, how how are they figuring all this out? It it low-key makes me feel stressed that I'm not that way, that you know, every day feels like a battle and a challenge. Well, guess what? Every single time I talk to one of these people and I say, oh, I saw that, you know, you posted something from their, your, your child's third birthday. Congrats. It looks so like so much fun. Their answer is usually somewhere along the lines of, yeah, it was an absolute shit show of a day. We have been so tired and so stressed out lately. Everyone's going through the same shit, but nobody on social media wants to be part of the ride. They just want to see those highlights, those prime moments. That's exactly what social media is, right? You know, I, I've been to a lot of electronic music festivals and Tomorrowland is one of the prime examples of this. You go to Tomorrowland, it's in Boom, Belgium. You get all these photos and updates and videos and it looks so incredible. And there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people there having the time of their lives. Well, it takes you a day to get there for, for better or worse. Then you're sweating, you're dehydrated, you don't know where to go, you're confused about your hotel stay, 
everything is kind of confusing up until you actually get to take a video of someone on the main stage, right? That is a lot like what parenting is. It's like trying to blindly just walk your way through and fake your way through until you get to one of those primetime moments that you feel is quote unquote post-worthy. And, you know, we talked about in a previous episode, being able to use your use your cell phone and the recording capabilities and photo capabilities as a, as a weapon for your future, like a, um, like an arrow in your quiver that you can pull out down the road and remember those moments. And a lot of times when I'm prepping for the next thing, I'll just scroll through my old Arlo photos and old photos of the family, just to get a refresher of different points in my life and make, Oh man, I remember, I remember this. I wouldn't have remembered that if we didn't take the photo and or get the video. And I always try to video those mundane moments. We, you know, one of the episodes, I think it was eight, it was called small moments, how there's just beauty in these little things that you hope you never forget, but probably will. And when it comes to Instagram and Facebook, is anyone still on Facebook? I I don't know. I actually don't frequently go on Facebook anymore. Instagram is basically my entire outlet for social media consumption at this point. And when I go on there and you you can ease very easily go down the rabbit hole and you know, you, what you follow is what you feed and you keep seeing more and more of it. And right. As you feel like you want to stop the scroll, the algorithm is tremendous at giving you that one little extra glimpse or extra second of keeping you hooked in. So if you're on there and you're constantly looking at, you know, your, your friends and their families it can feel overwhelming because you're seeing birthdays, you're seeing home runs in T-ball, you're seeing all these different premier events and no other context other than I'm so proud of Wesley for doing this, or I cannot believe that you know Marjorie is three years old now. Where's the time gone? And you just still feel like you're you're fighting to you're gasping for air still if you've got a young one. And A, I want you to know that you're not alone. I'm right here with you every step of the way. And we can, misery misery loves company, so to speak, but we can share about the positives alongside the, the, you know, the trials and tribulations that we all know that we're suffering through. Right now, Julia is just a couple months away from giving birth again, and she's having a real tough time sleeping. And we don't post that on social media. We don't post like, oh man, another shitty night of sleep. Um, you know, got got a nice two hours before a little man woke up and had a bad dream. And Julia had to sit with him for a while. And then I couldn't fall back asleep because I was watching the monitor, thinking about them. And it it becomes this cycle of of difficulty in that regard. But nobody wants to open up their feed and hear about when someone's times are so horrible just in their day-to-day routine. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't get good sleep last night either, or this and that people don't really, people don't really empathize or sympathize with that. And so when you're showing your highlights, you do want it to be a highlight reel to a degree, but that gets in people's heads is what I'm trying to get at. You know, I know it's gotten in mind, especially when I see parents with older children who are doing things at a very high level, it just reminds me that I need to 
keep slowing time down a little bit as at any moment that you can to just take that beat and slow down the moment with the, with your child in front of you and not just worry about the next meal, the next bath time, the next time that they can get to sleep so that you can relax, so to speak. But unanimously, everyone looks back and says, these times are the, these times that you, you hate right now in the moment are going to be the times that you cherish as soon as you don't have them anymore. I've heard different years, four years old, 10 years old, 18 years old, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it ever really ends, so to speak. I think your pride and your, your love grows, but there is going to be a bell curve and, and it's coming for each and every one of us. Whether you're thinking about having kids, whether you have young kids, your kids are older, it's, it's, it's there and it's prominent. A bell curve of when you cherish the time that used to be, right? And one of the things that I've noticed about social media, and I'm sure you've noticed this too, is that people always seem to praise the like end game event or that they're so proud that their child's so smart or something like that. And we've heard a a really good piece of information in this regard, and I'm actually going to read it verbatim. Praise the process and the behavior, not the person or the outcome. I'm going to say that one again. Praise the process and the behavior, not the person or the outcome. Reinforce the actions that they took to get there, not simply overpraising them when they've accomplished something small. So your, your kid throws away a piece of trash. Arlo loves throwing trash away. It's one of the great joys for us because he'll pick up a piece of trash and say trash and he'll go and stomp on the thing and he'll throw a piece of trash away. And we used to say, good job, like good job throwing the trash away. But once we, once we put this into perspective, then it's been, you know, Arlo, I'm, I'm so proud of you for noticing that there was trash on the floor. Thank you for helping us. Right. And Social media seems to praise the the most beautiful, the most intelligent, um, the most wealthy, and that is a toxic, toxic rabbit hole. And I'm now gathering that if you don't reinforce the process along the way, you are not teaching good habits of resiliency and grit in your children when they get younger and have to handle adversity. This conversation actually just came up um, with with one of my partners in um in the loan industry. And it's it's like, well, you know, it's difficult for my child to handle these these certain things. And that is on us. That is on us as we are helping our children grow and learn to instill those values of stick to of trying and failing of, of grit and being resilient in the face of tough and difficult times. If we always hover and protect them and only praise them when they look so beautiful or when they answer a math question correctly or something along those lines, that is reinforcement for the wrong reasons. And to a big degree, that's exactly what Instagram is. And this is what we're instilling in our children as acceptable, which is why everyone just keeps seeking that Instagram moment, that piece of dopamine release of the premier moment. 
and everything else is falling short right now. So whether you're a parent, whether you're a kid out there, remember that Instagram is, is a mirage. Facebook is a mirage. Twitter is a mirage that, that's been just pulled over you. And you're trying to keep up with something that is unattainable if you're not grounded in good core values of you know, the ethics of right and wrong, of failing and failing and failing and failing in order to actually achieve a success. Um, I know that even, even my, my nephew, uh, my nephews at times, they struggle with this in terms of, they just think that they have to be perfect at every turn of the way. And when a, when a shot goes up and and misses the basket, let's try again. Let's go for it. Don't get down on yourself because you missed that one. Steph Curry doesn't make every single shot. You know, he's, he's lucky if he, if he hits half the shots, right? I remember this statistic or this one, I always go back to sports and I apologize if you're not a sports fan, but someone who, someone who gets a base hit three out of every 10 times is in the hall of fame. They are, they are godlike. They are, they are the best that a player can get. Right. And so what you don't see when that person gets a base hit or when Steph Curry makes a shot is the hours and hours and hours and hours of failure that went into making that shot or getting that hit. And, you know, as parents, if we keep using these little pinpoints on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or wherever you consume your social media, if we use those, those, those pinpoints as this is how I have to be a good parent, you're, you're always going to feel down on yourself. You're always going to feel sucked into the madness and chaos and stress. And you're not going to be able to recover from it very easily, if at all. So look at the beauty in your day-to-day as the win. That's the best way I could put it as probably as simply as I could put it. If you and your children are trying your best and you're trying and failing and you are, you're, you're grinding it out, so to speak. You are doing all the right things. And a really key example. So from my own life, this, this pizza place, Mama Z's, um, used to be in Las Vegas, just moved to Arizona. And, um, they're some of our favorite people in the entire world because of not only their relationship to us, but their relationship to, to Arlo. And, um, it's one of those things that I am so grateful for that we got the opportunity to buy a pizza every single month in Arlo's first, first year of living and post a photo of him next to one pizza slice, two pizza slices, three pizza slices, whatever it was, we got to 12 and they were ecstatic when I presented them with the idea of, Hey, could we maybe take a few minutes and and come in and, you know, throw some flour on Arlo's face and, you know, do a little photo shoot to commemorate him being a year old and show him eating pizza. And it'd be great pub for the pizza place. And they're like, we are going to, we're going to one up you here. And they pulled out all the stops. They let us go into the kitchen. They let me take a bunch of 
videos of the place and they let him get up on there and make his own pie and get his hands in the, in the flour, put his cheese and toppings on. He ended up just reaching in, excuse me, reaching in and eating handfuls of cheese and just mozzarella, just scarfing the cheese. We thought he was going to get sick. It was pretty hilarious. Um, And, you know, that event and that moment was so special to us. And we posted that in a, in a video at length and photos at length and, and um, you know, everyone was interacting with it and loving it, but even just to get to, and from the pizza place, you know, it's a, it's 45 minutes round trip. It is getting him in the right clothes. It's making sure his nap is in alignment to, so that he's not freaking out when he gets there. And there's so many little things that have to go right in order to be able to post that two minute video or whatever it ended up being and showing people how awesome our life is with our kid. Right. And daily life is just as awesome, but if people saw that as the archetype for what being a parent is, they probably feel like, Oh man, I, I didn't do anything during the months leading up. I didn't really commemorate in a huge way or even post publicly that they turned a year old and they start to feel down on themselves. And social media initially had the opposite intention. Want to make people feel better through connection and communication and being able to stay in contact with people that you would originally lose, have lost touch with. But now it's become kind of like the news, kind of like this vicious cycle of keeping up with the Joneses and always thinking that people have it better off than you than and making you feel down on yourself and stressed out that you aren't there yet, so to speak. You know, I want that video of Arlo to be a lasting legacy of this one day and this one moment in time. And, you know, Matt and Amy, if you're listening from Mama Z's, I, once again, I can't thank you enough for everything you did during our, our brief time together. Um, they've actually now moved to their operation to Arizona. So if you're in Arizona, if they're still doing Mama Z's. It's the best pizza that you'll have. Go check it out. But, um, you know, Matt and Amy were so great in just being receptive to our weird, whimsical ideas for, you know, how we wanted to present this. And, um, you know, that, that that's I think that's kind of getting off topic a little bit, but more so bringing it and bringing it back is that that event itself was difficult to plan for. And a lot of schedules had to line up and Julia didn't, couldn't be working at the hospital during that particular time frame. I think she literally went to work after we did that. And, and then I go home with little man and we go through the routine and we're kind of back in it, but you know, don't, don't allow yourself to get sucked into the fact that everything you see on social media is how you have to behave as a parent, because they're a, you're, you're probably ahead of, you know, 90% of the game just by being mentally present and there with your, you know, with your kids, with your one child, every step of the way that you possibly can be. If your fuse starts to run short, just know that happens to everyone and it's okay to be upset, but don't allow yourself to believe that just these highlight real moments on on your social media pages are the end all be all for being a quote unquote 
good parent. Because I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of different things online that don't line up with who you know those people are and what you know is going on behind the scenes when it comes to parenting. And so it's just a really, really tough, vicious cycle to get yourself out of if you constantly look to like Instagram as your only consumption of parenting stuff, you know, find people that you align with and trust. And yes, you can follow them for data and how to's and what ifs, if you encounter this situation with your child and things like that. And, you know, the thing I just got, you know, really retargeted on was that little, that little, it's the vacuum thing that allows you to get something out of your kid's throat. I guarantee you I'm going to end up buying three of them because the the sale that's going on, that one hit me hard in terms of a retargeting ad, but you have to learn on your own speed and use the resources closest to you above all else, and then start dabbling into into the other stuff. But don't get down on yourself. Um, Please don't get down on yourself if you feel like you're not doing enough in comparison to what you're seeing on social media, okay? Um, I will say this, that the iPhone... If you didn't know about this, I'm hoping this is my only like audio snippet that I use. The iPhone has a feature that allows you to switch your dock screen photo every hour or every time you open the phone, every 24 hours, however frequently you want. And we've done the every hour just to, I have it on my family and pets and things like that. And it has brought me back from dark days and dark weeks just to see a new photo and forget like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this moment. So look at in your in your iPhone, the feature is, um, man, I'd have to click through and actually see it. But it's basically in your background and display wallpaper. There you go. In your wallpaper settings, you can set this and it's a total game changer. I'll I show you like on here on the uh, on the YouTube version. I'm hoping that my my face gets out of the way. You can see my dog right there, but it allows you to set yourself up with different photos. You can actually set the individual photos, or just set it to kind of a random assortment and hodgepodge, a smattering, so to speak. And it'll you'll get a few of the same photos in the same day, but the next day it always moves on to the next thing. So I highly recommend looking at that in your wallpaper functions because it is awesome. Um, aside from that related to kind of the social media game, I don't know if, so when, when the family was out of town, um, I watched, I watched a couple of first pilot episodes. I think I mentioned that, um, I watched euphoria and hated it. I don't know if you're a euphoria fan. It just gave me anxiety and made me really fearful of when my kids are teenagers and I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing that to myself. I remember back during a tough time in my life, I was watching a lot of the TV show Californication. And there's some parts of that show that are so funny and so hilarious. And it's well written and witty and fast. But I realized that I was starting to like associate with the with the main character, Hank Moody. And I was starting to create this like downward spiral for myself and feel stressed out and feel, you know. Like I couldn't climb out of certain circles or certain situations based off of his mentality. So be careful 
with the characters and the TV shows that you're associating with, if you're consuming a lot of TV or movies or whatever, because believe it or not, we're just in a time where that shit can affect you on your day to day and it can create problems for no reason and make it more difficult to get out of stuff because you're, you're empathizing or sympathizing with certain characters. So just be careful, but Euphoria, not my cup of tea. I did really enjoy the leftovers on HBO. It very, very cool premise and idea definitely hooked me in. Um, and I will watch more episodes of that. What's the other, what's the other show that I can't remember. I think there's one more newer TV series that we're trying to watch, but in all honesty, revolving door of the office, friends, scrubs, how I met your mother. What am I missing? New girl. Um, th- those are just in constant repeat in the background. Give me my, give me my old stuff over anything new because I don't have the t- the attention span to just really follow along. I don't like eat very well while watching and list- trying to listen to dialogue. I've tried the closed captions and it just doesn't work the same for me. Um, it's just difficult to get into new shows. I- Ted Lasso is great. Don't, don't get me wrong there. That, that, that one's tremendous. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating time that we live in. And just remember that your social media is not an end all be all. And the less you consume of it and the more you're actually present in your day-to-day interactions, you're going to start to see your stress levels dissipating and um, your your interactions become a lot more meaningful and a lot more real. And now that we're pretty much past COVID, like people forgot to talk to how to talk to one another because of COVID. I, I'm convinced. And you have to work at that skill. It's just like, you know, practice putts or um doing, you know, doing a a weightlifting exercise, you have to practice at it and work that muscle. And if you haven't worked your talking and your conversation muscle, it's awkward when, believe it or not, it's so strange when you have to get back into it. And now that you don't have COVID to crutch on as a, as a springboard to your conversation starter, you know, what are you talking about these days, but get in there, flex that muscle, put your phone down. My, My buddy, Joey, he, he once called me out after he'd been staring at his phone for 30 straight minutes, he puts it down and pick up my phone for two seconds. Get off your phone, live your life. Was, man, that's one of the great call outs in our friend group. But, you know, what's, what's your thought on the social media debate? You know, in later episodes, I, I want to bring people on and talk about when they let their child access social media, when they gave them a phone, all that good stuff. What are your thoughts on this? Drop them in the comments. Send me an email, thedilfshow at gmail.com. Everything's pretty much at the Dilf show. Let me know what's going on in your world. And if you just want to chat and shoot the shit or get together for a happy hour beer or something and, you know, talk about parenting styles or something you heard on here that struck a chord, I am all ears and would love to do it. So that's going to be it for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is Andy Christopher, the dad I listen to frequently signing off. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Go have a great one.